Hey everyone, what's going on? My name is Stephanie Graham. I'm an artist and filmmaker, and I'm also an extremely curious person. Some will go as far as to say that I am nosy as the, the nerve. <laughs> I started this podcast because I wanted to interview people. I'm not just talking to anyone either. I'm talking to people who are in the thick of what they do. I want to know how they live their life and how they get things done so that I could apply some of their savvy to my own life. I'm sharing this with you so that you too can do the same. We can do it together. We all gotta start somewhere, and if you're not looking for practical info, stick around anyway, because my guests are fascinating, and it's my goal to get to the bottom of their shh. I mean, aren't we all just a little bit curious of what it's like to live someone else's life? And if we do it the same? There are also times when I will feel called to catch up with you one-on-one and let you know about what's going on with me, either in life or with my art practice. You didn't think I'd get the dirt on all these cool people and not let you know what's going on with me, did you? I mean, I'm a Libra. We believe in balance. Listen, I am a big believer that even though we are all different, we can still find ways to relate to each other. It's time to get down to business, so welcome to the Nosy AF Podcast. Hello, my nosy friends. Welcome back to the Nosy AF Podcast. It has been a minute, no doubt, but I am back because, of course, I love talking to you, but I want to let you know that this episode right here is the final episode of season three. I will take a small break and then come back with fun episodes for season four. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you're probably thinking, Stephanie, you have been on a break, girl. It has been quite a minute. Can't even argue with you. You are right. But y'all, my life took a tornado turn. Okay, honey? A tornado came in and just whipped me up. And I just feel like I'm getting my footing back to the things I truly enjoy, which... Of course, one of those things being talking to you on this podcast. Y'all, I don't want to spend too much time in this space, but my grandfather passed away. And it was so shocking, so unexpected, and it really took me back. Like, I, it's still sort of weird, honestly. And before that, I had knee surgery, so it was sort of crazy because I actually told my grandfather that he might not see me for a second because I was going to be up healing, and I see my family pretty quickly, and so I would just want to let him know that he might not see me as often as he does because of this surgery. Little did I know, y'all, that that would be the last time I would see him, so pretty wild. So... I had knee surgery, my grandpa passed, and then we took a family trip to California. I went with my parents, then I came back and then went back to California to see one of my cousins get married, and then came back and then went to France to celebrate two of my dear friends' birthdays, and then I came back to the film gig where, whew, child, it has been off to a crazy 
busy start. One of my girlfriends, we had a little prayer session where I was like, oh my God, all this stuff is going down. I'm having fun. I'm sad. I'm overwhelmed. Have my art. And she's just like, you know what? Your art, your business, it will all be all right. And it will be there when you get back to it. And I got to tell you that that idea of it will be there when you get back has been super anchoring for me and comforting because especially as a solo business owner, my business being my art, my art practice, which this podcast is housed under, it's just me. So I'm not, if I'm not doing something, it doesn't get done. And I still have that whole hustle culture that I'm trying to unlearn in me. And it's tough, y'all. My girl has this super thriving business. And just to hear her say that, when she gets sick with all her clients, she has her design practice, that she just says, you know what? They will be all right. And it's like, wow. Now, <laughs> my girl's not neglectful. We're not talking about like just abandoned folks here. But I say that meaning that if she can have all this stuff going on with her employees and clients, and her business will be all right, well, then mine also will be all right. So my thing has really been, it'll be all right. They will be all right. That's like my mantra, okay? That is the sermon, okay? I hope you enjoyed that. Please take the offering bucket and start circling it around to everybody. <laughs> so look, I don't have a guest today. It's just you and me. And I just wanted to spend a bit of time reflecting on this season, and a lot of the folks that we spoke to this season were super fly girls with these concentrations in social practice, highlighting change in their communities. Even if that community is like, look, the, the damn planet, okay? <laughs> my community is the planet, okay? So my goal this season was to talk to some of these fly girls who were invested in their communities and actually being a part of that change. So we met some really wonderful people this season. And if you're joining me, like this is your first episode, first of all, hi. I would like to invite you to listen back to some of those episodes because we met some really wonderful women who are just living their best lives while making change. And really that is like the best, that's my dream is to just like, contribute to social change and kick it. That's really it. I want to party. I want to party with activists and change makers, okay? <laughs> so I love social practice because the work, it's focused on community. The projects are based on community and it's actionable art. And to me, I love looking at ways where we as folks can all work together. It feels solutions-based and you don't have to know how to draw. <laughs> That's like what people, and anytime I tell somebody I'm an artist, they're like, oh, you draw? No, I don't, okay? Does your mama draw? Okay, that's not necessary. But you know what I mean? Does your mama draw? I mean, that could be like a real question. <laughs> but you don't have to know how to draw to be an artist. But yeah, so social practice art, it just feels accessible. So I don't know. The everyday Joe Schmo and Betty can jump in, and it's a, it's a practice where everyone can participate. So anyway, let me just run a couple of these folks back. So first things first, my conversation with Ellen Mueller that sh shared what social practice was and how it was tied into her environmental work, and she shared her book that she wrote, which is called Some Social Practice, which I'm currently looking at right now in my studio as I talk to you. It is sitting on my bookshelf staring at me. And this book is such a great resource and it has this zine feel. 
and it shares a bunch of projects and movements like the Black Arts Movement, Fluxus, and Second Wave Feminism. I found this book to be super helpful and informative as a resource, as like an archive and a place for just some ideas and projects that we can do for ourselves. I know like for artists, or any change maker, you want to look at the history of what has been done and see where you can like place yourself within that. So having resources that sort of expand different histories of time or different, is that right? Or, you know, like having a resource that examines different times in history, that's a little better, are always great resources. So I appreciated that. And speaking of social practice, so Tanika Lewis Johnson, who was one of the women that I interviewed, she is super fly. She is super kind and super talented and so smart. Her project, Inequity for Sale, is both a virtual project and it also actually has a physical exploration of homes that were sold on land sale contracts in the 50s and 60s. Tanika can tell you more about these whole land sale contracts, but she basically has like this super huge, heavy, beautiful marker that sits in front of homes, letting you know that this house was stolen. And it's just not cool. Like who steals, you know? And it's such a wonderful project and it's very eye-opening. And I just appreciate her calling attention to these types of issues of things that happen to black people. It's just like, what are you doing? I hate it. it. I don't hate the project, but I hate that this that these types of things have happened. And so for her to create such a powerful artwork, a deep artwork, an angering artwork, and make it as like a teachable thing for other people to learn about is very good. It is very good. And I'm very happy that she is out here doing this project. It is a very smart project. It's a very educational project. And if you come to Chicago, please go check it out. Let me know you're going by there. I'll meet you. It is just fantastic. Everything that she does is golden. Shanice Offord is also another young woman that not everybody got to listen to this episode because we had to pull it, but she had a lot of really great tips about how to um, basically rebuild the hood. And I have to look at, let me know if you're interested. I was thinking of like pulling together just some tips or whatever from that interview because it was really filled with such goodness that I just don't think it could be like just gone away forever. I would love to share it with you. So that is that. But I love that. I love that she's buying lots. Her organization, Rebuild the Hood, is for literally what it's saying. She and her team, it's a not-for-profit, bought a bunch of lots around Chicago and are looking to just develop property and community spaces and businesses, which is what is needed around here. Another wonderful person who we spoke to was Vic Barquin, Victoria Barquin, and she was super generous about running her artist space halftone projects. Art space culture is a huge thing here in Chicago, like artists also having project spaces that they share for other artists. And I love that. Giving artists a platform, giving anybody a platform is a generous thing to do. And I feel like that's what artistry is. It's just like sharing our work, sharing other people's work. And so Vic and I have collaborated before, I want to say just the one time, but she's such a good friend now that 
we talk a lot and hang out. So I've learned so much just about like the printmaking medium through her. And yeah, I really like her stuff. And I really love printing. You know, you guys should check out like Eric Von Hayes of Flatland, Sonnenzimmer, if you love the print medium. Ben Blount is another person who I did a podcast interview for the Chicago Printers Guild podcast. So I will let you know when that comes out. But printmaking is such a fun media and it's also an accessible medium. So if you're somebody that's like, look, I don't draw, I'm not an artist. <laughs> Screen printing, printing is a medium that you might want to check out. Now, let me tell you something. The printing format goes deep, okay? These printers, they can get down, okay? They are masters. So it is not a easy medium by far, but they do have ways like in just making simple zines of where if you have a project, you have an idea, this is a art project that is available to you to get started, to get your message out and about, about what you are serious about. So shout out to Vic because her project with Halftone Projects is wonderful. And then let's keep it rolling to Aston Hayes, who created the game Tip Off. Let me tell you something. Partying is such a great way to connect with people just by relaxing, being joyous, and having a good time. And by just being yourself, that's how I see partying. It's just being myself, showing up, and having fun for myself. I feel like that radiates to others. And so Aston embodies this, and her game Tip Off is just another social tool that is available to kick it and have a good time. You know, it gives us this lively conversation. It curates joys. And we we deserve to have joy in our lives, right? So when you're kicking it after you've done work, after you've had stuff with your kids, whatever, you can step out and like play this card game such as Tip Off. It's a good time. And so I really appreciated Aston's conversation about how she parties because that's how I see her as like America's party girl. I just love it so much. So if you want to know about socializing and partying, please check out the Aston Hayes episode because I really think you would like it. And yeah, she's a megastar. Are you an enamel pin collector? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but I have my own pin company called Graham Cracker Pins. It's a tiny shop and we make limited edition pins and I got quite a few styles. I have one around the theme of Carrie James Marshall called King Carrie. Another fun one I have is I Need a Baker, which is Anita Baker with a baker's hat. I have a pin dedicated to the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ. There's a couple of different styles and I also work with a lot of independent companies and artists to help them create their own pins for whatever they want. I started Graham Cracker Pins because I was inspired by this one artist making them and I'm like, you know what, this is a pretty cool way to make my art available at a very low price and still make fun art at a limited edition because you know the limited edition is where it's at. Anyway, I would love for you to check them out. You can go to GrahamCrackerPin.co and check them out. And then if you are in Chicago and you check out the Museum of Contemporary Art, I have some pins in there as well. Just want to, you know, plug my stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To wrap it up with my guest, Taylor Elise Morrison of Inner Workout and Coach Ellen shared their thoughts and experiences around self-care and burnout. And as y'all know, I keep saying I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out. But 
working with Ellen through her materials, the free materials. I haven't gotten any coaching with her or whatever, but she has plentiful free work in the podcast about talking about burnout, how I to identify what type of burnout you have, and really just trying to get back into a groove, y'all. I'm trying to get back in my groove, okay? Slowly and surely, I'm feeling more creative, and um, I'm feeling really happy and good. And Taylor Elise Morrison of Inner Workout, she has this great program, group chat. You can jump in and just talk with other like-minded people who are really trying to prioritize rest, prioritize mental health, prioritize their well-being me before anybody else. Hello. And these are really important things about just really putting yourself first. Because listen, baby, you can't be doing our projects if we're out here looking bogus, if we're out here feeling reckless. You know what I mean? So Taylor's episode and Ellen's episode was really, really helpful. And uh, I hope that you found that helpful. And again, if you're just listening, you should check those out because they have tools. Taylor has an assessment to help you identify like the different pillars of self-care and where you might need more help, where you're really thriving. It's a real great tool for you just to sort of get a baseline of where you're at and where you're thinking, where your process is about yourself and where you want to be. And then, of course, Coach Ellen with her burnout quiz helps you identify if you are burnt out, where you might be burnt out, and how you can get yourself together. Because again, y'all, we got to be jazzy in these streets, okay? We can't be burnt out and um, not taking care of ourselves and then be wanting to help others. <laughs> They're going to be like, uh, you need to go help yourself, sister. So as we begin to wrap things up for this season, I just want to share three things that I have learned from this season. And the first thing is that Community, our community is our responsibility. It is very, very important that we just love and take care of each other. And we really can all do our part. And this is why I love social practice so much and why I want to include more of it in my own business because it just allows space for everyone. One organization that I want to bring to your attention that is super easy to be involved with is an organization called Love Fridge. And it's a community, or it's not a community, it is an organization that is essentially a community fridge, and they have community fridges all over the Chicagoland area. A community fridge meaning it is a real refrigerator that is operating. They are beautifully decorated by artists who have given their talent in time. They actually just put one on the south side in Inglewood that is solar powered, super cool. And they have food in them that is fresh and it's available all the time, every day. And they bring food there. And then also people donate food. And even the organization Kitch Fix, I believe they're still doing this. They used to bring, Kitch Fix is a company that does meal prep and they would prep meals and drop them off there. So it's like, whether you are in need of feeding your family or you're just on your way home and want to pick something up, you could stop at one of these fridges and there is food there waiting for you. There is a huge food waste issue in this country. And we need to be making sure that everybody is well-fed, including ourselves. That food does not need to be in garbages. It needs to be in our bellies. And I hope that nobody hits me up being like, oh, hell no, no, you didn't, no, you didn't. And like, I'm saying something wrong. You 
don't live in Chicago, you should definitely just Google community fridges with your city. I know that Los Angeles has a thriving community fridge program. So does New York, Denver as well. So I'm pretty sure that you might be able to find a community fridge in your city. And if not, maybe this is something that you're thinking could be of interest to you. And I actually might try to have Love Fridge come talk on the next season of the podcast. And yeah, I just think that they are super, super cool. So check them out. And just a gentle reminder, just to take care of each other in our communities and where we live and all that kind of stuff. And the second thing that I've learned that I've just been preaching this whole episode is that our minds, our bodies, our sanity really comes first. And when you are faced with adversity, you know what? Throw them projects to the side. They will be there when you get back. Don't worry about it. Just make sure that you take care of yourself because you know what? If you're not right, nothing else is right and it really wouldn't matter. Like, <laughs> So just make sure that you are taking care of yourself and don't feel bad. Allow yourself some grace. I had to allow Thank myself Thank you so much for tuning into the Nosy as AF I was podcast with me, rough your host, and just your friend, Stephanie Graham. And, um, it was I'm very, so very important to just take care so that way I can Please move kindly let forward me know with my podcast, and review with on my Apple art podcast, on Spotify, and the Stitcher, last thing is that fun right is a must. You can also Laughter connect with is me a core value of my art practice. I just love to laugh and have a good time. And if you're curious about what's going on in my art such life, a joy to speak with all the cool Graham. women that has come through the season oh, of this podcast also, about their projects and about the ways that they are seeing life and being of service to others. And it really just makes me so happy and inspired to continue to be that way for others and to do more. So I'm just really, really excited about that. And I am super, super thankful for you, the listener for being down with me all this time and listening to this season, listening to past episodes, sending me messages and emails. And I just am very, very grateful. I can't wait for season four. Please stick around and please tune in. And I'm excited and see you then.